You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and I am your chunk. I'm Doge and I'm not a hunk one usually hears in polite conversation. And I'm Carter. Don't you chunk on it, Armani. Don't you chunk on it. Nice, nice, very good. <laughs> Doge, I uh, I can't help but notice you said you were the hunk. Yeah, I did. Tell us about that. I did say that. And the reason that I said that is because yesterday I cried at a video game. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Play it if you You're have playing it. monkey balls. I was playing monkey, monkey balls. And uh, monkey fight. <laughs> Just got you. It just really uh, got to you. So intense emotionally. It's pretty tough. The thing that I didn't realize though is that both of the monkeys had moms named Martha. So it's like this whole yeah, fight so was about nothing. They sort of <laughs> smacked so together much in, in common. the middle, and then they're like, "Why did you say that name?" Because it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, the subtitles like, yeah. really help. Yeah, yeah. no, you got to have subtitles on it, for that game. When you play monkey balls. Oh, it is impossible. Exactly. They're, like, they're last seen together. Subtitles. It makes it. It makes it tough when you can't understand the fight. Other than the word <laughs> Martha. <laughs> uh, if Superman backed out of the DCEU, mm. which Harry Potter actor would you replace him with? Ooh. I guess we don't necessarily have to be serious. We can be serious. Well, not like I'm not trying to be. You want to be serious black? No, 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 no. no. You want Gary Oldman to be Superman? No, 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 no. What about Gary Youngman? Gary Youngman. Mm, a younger Attorney old man. Gary Youngman. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Daniel um, Radcliffe. Um, what's so funny is like, I don't think I could think of anyone who acts in the series besides like women that have good teeth. <laughs> and I feel like Superman should have really good teeth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I hear that. Uh, probably the captain of Slytherin's Quidditch team, Bucktooth McGee. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he had some yeah. rough chompers. Honestly, what's funny is the actor who played Neville got so hot. He actually turned out to be a looker. Right? I don't know that he's he could be Superman. I'm thinking... I'll tell you who my casting would be, and then I, Please, I think that'll get us. Please, we evidently need help. More along yeah, yeah. the same lines. I would pick Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> Hagrid, the character, or the actor who plays Hagrid? Uh-huh. As Superman? Just, just Hagrid, the character. Uh-huh. Excellent. <laughs> if we're going characters, then i pick Dobby, obviously. <laughs> When he realizes he can't save everyone, he's just yeah. banging his head and knocks over a skyscraper. <laughs> no, that's actually no, pretty no, much. No. Yeah. That's actually pretty much the DC Superman. <laughs> Is the DC Superman Dobby? No, I don't think so. No, I see. I recognize that this is intended to launch a bit. I just don't think so. I'll kill. We'll mercy yeah. kill it right you now. You know what's funnier is when we just like curb stomp jokes before they get rolling. That's way better than letting them grow wings and fly away. <laughs> get on a motorcycle and save Metropolis. So as I'm sure you've probably guessed already, this is the third week of our series known as Do You Believe in Magic? 
And this week, the movie that we're talking about is known as Harry Harry Potter Potter and the Chamber of Secrets or the Philosopher of Secrets for our friends across the pond. Can you imagine? What does that that philosophers just get like all those fingertips together and he's like, (laughs) I can't tell you. You'll never guess what I know. (laughs) No, emphasis on never because it's a secret. (laughs) But it's amazing. (laughs) So, Doge, if you don't mind, would you be so kind as to slide me a synopsis? A synopsis. That was going somewhere really I great. Know, I loved it at the beginning. And, Red uh, down. It just kind of tanked at the end. It felt like you should be like waving a handkerchief, like as a boat would is you sailing be so away. Kind. Would you? Would I, you please? I would, and I will. Um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, or the Philosopher of Secrets, for our friends across the pond, yeah. tells the story of Harry once again going to Hogwarts yes. and foiling a plan by Voldemort to come back to life. Uh, in this one, Voldemort lives inside his teenage diary and possesses Ginny Weasley, Ron's younger sister, and uses her to open the Chamber of Secrets, releasing a basilisk who begins petrifying students um, literally petrifying them. I mean, obviously they're scared of this big snake, but they become like statues in stone. Um, and so Harry has to defeat the basilisk using the sword of Godric Gryffindor, which only a true Gryffindor can wield. The letter opener of Godric Gryffindor. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's a whole lot of ins and outs and ups and downs and rounds and abouts of this story, uh, but that's a brief synopsis. So yes. let's get popping. Let's get popping. Guys, nobody heard anything because we all have pop filters on our mic. No one heard us say any of those words. It's just like, Before we dive in, I had some fun. So I kind of got lost in some research and I wanted to do this before we dive into the Chamber of Secrets or Philosopher of Secrets for our friends across the pond. Sure. But I... It feels like in this fantasy series, Do You Believe in Magic? We've got these, you know, two big, like this bout between probably the top two fantasy epics in movies right now. Sure. Which is Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. We can't help, though, but to bring up Star Wars. That has a lot to do with the influence of Star Wars in just about all of pop culture. Yeah. Um, But I kind of started to think, I wonder what has made more money, science fiction Hmm. or fantasy? Interesting. Uh, and so I went over to Box Office Mojo, looked at the top 100 worldwide grossing movies of all time, um, and kind of went through and tried to figure this out. Now, granted, I went and looked at the genre. So there's actually a way to look at the genre, which is basically what the studios put out as this genre. So yeah. I am only including those that say science fiction and then those that say fantasy yeah. separately. So what happened with that is this list will have will not have anything called like family adventures. Right. So a family <laughs> adventure would have been if we were to it probably would have been counted as science fiction what would have been ET. Yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah. which aliens you would think is a science fiction thing but that's a family adventure so I'm not going to count it. Also not going to count Alice in Wonderland. Right. which made a yeah. ton of money with that series probably more the fantasy side. We're also eliminating anything animated. Okay. Because if it's animated, it's called animated. That's the genre. Really? They don't really put a genre within that for most of those movies. So that means Shrek, Frozen, anything Pixar. So I guess Wally, Wally's in the top 100 
I guess it's not science fiction. It's a family adventure is what they call those. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. Yes. And then we have action adventure, which means the MCU and the DCEU are out. We can't do those because they're action adventures. The only reason I thought of that was like Guardians of the Galaxy is basically science fiction. Yeah. Um, But then Thor could be considered fantasy. Anyways, those are completely out. We're finding out really all we're going to end up with is Star Wars. Thor Star actually Wars. kind of crosses genres because in Thor 1, it's fantasy. In Ragnarok, it's sci-fi. And in Thor The Dark World, it's a steaming pile of garbage. It's and so poop. It kind the of genre is poop. Yeah. Spans the poop all genre. the major yeah. categories. Poop genre also excluded. Yeah. Okay, good. Because they can't decide if it's, if it's from outer space or Rivendell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or a butt. And then also we have to take out, and here's, can you guess why I excluded, uh, well, I excluded it. I already explained that, but romance. What would have been a, top romance series that would have probably been considered fantasy. Oh, Twilight for yes. sure. Oh, so yeah. we don't count Twilight. Huh. And so Twilight's out. So we're just left with basically Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and some Star Wars stuff. So in the top 100, science fiction had 13 movies Whoa. in the top 100 hmm. when we excluded these other things, and fantasy had 18. Whoa. So that's all nine. So it's nine Harry Potters. Uh, it's six Lord of the Rings. Um, the interesting thing about... The science fiction side is we had, so the number three highest grossing movie of all time is The Force Awakens, science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we don't even see a fantasy movie until 10. And so 10 is Harry Potter. Uh, 10 is Deathly Hallows Part 2. So the highest Mm -hmm. highest of all Do You Believe in Magic grossing films was Part 2. But then we don't have all of the Star Wars movies. So there's only six that were Star Wars movies in the top 13. Okay. Because that's what's tough about this list too, is you can't do the factoring and inflation kind of thing. So one of the original series didn't make it into the top 100. Huh. One of the like New Hope, yeah, Return the of the Jedi. Trilogy. Yeah. So, but they go back and forth. But something funny happens between, it kind of went back and forth in the box office between, because we got to think these things were semi-competing. Right. Harry Potter against Lord of the Rings because we see they're kind of coming out, especially with the Lord of the Rings trilogy and then the first three Harry Potters, 2001, 2002, 2003. Yeah. Like just back and forth. So numbers 43, so 43 highest ranking is a Harry Potter. 44 is a Lord of the Rings. 45 is a Lord of the Rings. 47 is a Harry Potter. 48 is a Harry Potter. 49 is a Lord of the Rings. 51 is a Harry Potter. So like within seven movies, they only made a difference of like $10 million. Wow. wow. There was something that like they found it and they were like, this is what people like, but exactly this amount of people. Yeah. No matter the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is just crazy to me. That's but overall. Super interesting. And that, that could lead us to the fact that with modern movie making, Maybe it is leaning more towards fantasy right now. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the big moves within the last two decades. Yeah. But um, I, I think we're swinging back to sci fi. That's based what on I was going to say. I think we are too. And so I think it'll have a lot of catching up, which is interesting because I think Star Wars is the force, the kind of the engine driving us back towards sci fi. But technically, if you want to get into the literary definition of sci fi, Star Wars is not science fiction. Right. Star Wars is a fantasy story set in outer space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we'll definitely talk about. There's definitely going to be a Star Wars series oh, in the future. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I, I think that I think that with things like Blade Runner last year and Upgrade this year, yeah. I think we're moving m- slowly back towards like sci-fi kind of reigning supreme again for a yeah. little while, which is cool. I'm about I'm, it. I'm a fan of both. Yeah. But yeah, and it's be been cool. great. And it, I think a lot of that is probably a testament to we can see that there's two people on this team and one person on this team. It's like Star Wars has been like the the 
consistent blockbuster. Yeah. And then yeah. you've had Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. So it's yeah. kind of like, are we trying to find a new series? Like what's yeah. going to be yeah. the new science fiction thing? You can't really count the the alien stuff because they don't make enough money to sure. be up there. But yeah. there's been good sci-fi. It's just not making as much money. Well, and apparently yeah. Predator tanked this weekend. Predator tanked this weekend. But uh, like, I think what happened with sci-fi is people got Michael Bay burnout. I think, yeah. I think one of the biggest like reigning sci-fi franchises for a second was Transformers. Transformers is is the other movies that are in that uh-huh. included the thirteen. And I think really? I think eventually people were just like, okay, we're done. We it's can't yes. have it's anymore. the same thing over and over. Yeah. Which I mean, speaking of the same thing over and over, it might be time to talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's talk it. about this movie. So uh, the very first thing that we get is. Uh, the Dursley home again. We're back there, but fortunately, we're not spending as much time yeah. as we did before. Yeah. So it's it's kind of what we knew slash expected. Yeah. They gave us a lot of front matter before. It's not going to be that anymore. So yeah. I want to talk about this real quick. My wife brought this excellent point up. Why don't the Dursleys absolutely want Harry to go to school? They hate him. Yeah, I don't know. Why it's don't just, they for sure, like, why aren't they counting down the days until return to Hogwarts? And I think it's it's because in the movies, and I I feel that they're not in the books a fully developed character. In the movies, they're definitely not fully rounded characters. They exist only as a force of opposition yeah. against our protagonist. Well, in the in right. the books, don't they use him a little bit for like slave labor? Like, don't they essentially like make him clean up and Cinderella make type yeah, stuff, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing? And I because I I thought similar similar things in terms of why don't they just kick him out on the street? Yeah. But then I remember there is kind of a fear. They're afraid of magic, definitely. And so they don't want to hurt him. But yeah, that that still brings up why the heck don't they just? It just feels like the best way to not be. Why aren't they? Can't just wait like, for you. Well, just live at Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah, Harry, is there summer classes you can take? Please yeah. don't come back. Yeah, stay Harry, with Hagrid. If you, take if care you of the like grounds. the Weasleys yeah. so much, why don't you live with him for yeah. the summer? Yep. But anyway, um, do we need to really talk about the opening other than introducing Dobby? I don't feel like anything. Let's intro Dobby happens. and talk about the flying car. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. the flying car. So Dobby comes and hey Dobbs. Hey, Dobbs, I, I'm interested to see when we get to the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, how Dobby compares to Smeagol. I wrote that down, too, because Dobby's not bad. No. he's He did not age well, but when put when looked at contextually, I think, yeah. of like what the time was, he looked pretty good. He yeah. looked good, and I was actually, the CGI seems like it was turned down significantly in this movie. For a yeah. lot of things, but, And yeah. then the quality was turned up. Yes, yep. uh, I agree. Because we get that with the Basilisk later, which I was really happy with. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought of that too. And because we don't, we don't see, do we don't see Smeagol in Fellowship, do we? Yeah, you don't see him until Two Towers. I think, I think that's right, yeah. So 2002, I think both, yeah, of, I think same. we had these in the same year. Yeah. And so clearly culture preferred Smeagol because this argument doesn't come up a lot. Like this hasn't been a no. conversation I've had before. There's, there's no fight there, I don't think. Right. Do y'all know who played Dobby? No. Uh, Toby, what's his name? Right? Toby Wire? No, 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 no. Key. No. <laughs> <laughs> Merry man, come on. <laughs> Hogwarts year two, everybody been shot. Um, Toby Jones is Toby Jones. the really like mousy little British actor that was in most recently. Have you seen Jurassic World? No. You've mm. seen him in Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh yeah. He's, he's the, the guy who gets guy. digitized into the computer. Red Skull's guy. Red Skull's side dude. Yep. Wait, uh, not Toby Jones. Uh, what's his name in that? Arnim Zola. Yeah, yeah. Zola. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. He's Dobby. I had no idea. I had no and idea he comes either. back as Dobby later in Deathly Hallows when Dobby comes back. And that's not the only time Dobby comes back, is it? 
I think that it is. I'm suddenly very unsure of that Weird. fact. I don't, I don't remember either. Yeah. But uh, flying Anyways. car. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. So <laughs> what would be funny, though, because I we've talked about it before, how we're starting to look at these movies in a different lens because we are comparing them so much to yeah, Lord of yeah, the Rings. Yeah. What if we had a similar death? How awesome would this be? But we have Uncle Dursley falling out of this window onto on his back. There's another epic fall that we have that ends one of the uh, antagonists in the series of Saruman. Yeah. yeah. What if he just got piked on the same exact thing <laughs> on those bushes? Like, like, what would that have? I would have just been standing up cheering. Or he Wouldn't falls out of the hilarious? window as they're flying away in the car and says, "Fly, you fruit." Yes. <laughs> or he These falls the out of the window and bounces up like a super bouncy ball from one of those quarter crank machines, <laughs> like a monkey ball. Yeah, like a monkey balls. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. This is gonna be. All throughout this whole series. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, flying car. Flying I want to talk about okay. the flying car. I love its personality. It's basically Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, I, so I don't, actually don't love that. So that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you didn't hear my sarcasm? <laughs> that's what this pop filter also does. Oh, it's a sarcasm filter as well. I yeah. don't Got it. understand. How, it wasn't so like that in the book. It's smart. Right? And was. why does it save oh, their lives later? Yeah. Like, why is the car like, my owners, my friends, you created me. I must serve me, you. Okay, so I'm always trying to make things work. I'm finding this out. Sure. I've, I've talked before how I'm an eternal optimist. Everything happens for a reason. It's all for good, which yeah. is a lie <laughs> and could get me shot. Sure. By, yeah. Me. By, by wizards. By dark wizards. Wizard, by dark sure. wizards. So just absolutely everything about Harry Potter. And it's not quite the magooing that I super dumped on. From sure. from the Hobbit, sure. But we there is just so much fate. This whole thing is saturated with fate. So are we to say, like even the rocks will cry out? Like even yeah. even the inanimate objects want ultimate evil to be destroyed. So that everything is bent towards helping Harry Potter. Like Which is that I what think, that's for? I think that's fine, and that works in a fictional universe if you set that up, and if you say yeah, that's sure. that's part of the rules of this world. But right now. It's like just a car that saved somebody. We're falling into the cardinal sin of storytelling, which is coincidence can get your characters into trouble. But not so out of it. Yeah. In Star Wars, we can accidentally fall into a trash compactor, but then we have to work to get out of the trash compactor. We can't right. just go, oh, we're lucky that this one doesn't work. Anyway, let's just keep moving because then we're wasting our time. Yeah, I guess alternatives could have been, because you're right, this was in the book. Alternatives could have been, I mean, is this, does this take away from the, the, the luster of if if this is the first time we introduce the Patronus, like what if the Patronus's first introduction was to scare the spiders? And it's off? just a little poot. It's like not really. Right? I don't know. I don't know what that would be. In the and, name. Yeah. you know, yeah. And they almost could have pulled off having the car have a personality without. Uh, really, the problem was it coming to save them. Yeah. Because I thought it was funny when it spits out the luggage after the Whomping Willow. That's just like oh, they just added. It's a silly yeah. goose. Silly yeah. goose. Yeah. Ha ha. I won't think now, about it again. I have an alternate theory. Mm. Somewhere in a high castle it's a is Horcrux, a man, the eighth Horcrux, and a rose in a glass, and all of that man's servants have been turned into living embodiments of the job that they had. This is his driver, and this is his driver. Yes, I love and it. And his driver was James Potter, 
and James has come to save his son. This is excellent fan fiction. This is great. <laughs> I really love it. If this. you guys want to check out more, how about you go hop on over to tumblr.harrypotterfanfic, but not the dirty one.tumblr.co. <laughs> I, excellent. Honestly, I'm not surprised for, for someone who has their own car corner. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm all yeah. about uh, sentient cars. <laughs> so we meet the Weasleys. Yep. We, I feel comfortable speaking for the group that we love the Weasley family. Pump, oh, gosh. Pump yeah. on okay. the house. Super pump on everything Weasley. Bigger. Everything Weasley is a pump. I yep. completely agree. Where they agree. live, yes. their lovely little farm field with yep. the pigs and everything. I, I didn't realize, I guess it never clicked with me that we never saw Daddy Weasley in... Uh, Sorcerer Stone. Did we not see Arthur in the first one? No, no. Arthur's introduction is this oh. one. And so, and so when he came in, I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like I, got I love so I, about Arthur it. was almost my super pump, pump. on Mark Williams. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's an underrated good. casting. Yeah, in, in a place that is full good. of, and we'll we can talk about it in a little bit um, when they go to Diagon Alley, but not diagonally. Yeah, because that'll get you somewhere else. Okay, yeah. close. Did you guys sit there and try and say it like Harry did? Diagonally. Di- yeah. Diagonal. Diagonally. You know, what's the truth? not the truth, <laughs> is that uh, Daniel Radcliffe was such a bad actor yeah, sure. that they just had to go with it. JK, yeah. <laughs> JK said, you know what? I'll go in. I'll rewrite the Everything book. published from here on out is going to be that he just goofed it up yeah. instead of it being actually Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, why did they decide to use that take of him saying diagonally? Because it doesn't sound like diagonally or diagonally. Well, that's the point, right? Because he's supposed to be going somewhere else. Yeah. Because yeah. They, they, they reference like, what did he say? I also want to dump on like the fact that he mispronounces a place that he's familiar with yeah because of pressure like i've never been like where do you live son delas delas like i've never <laughs> we'll have to go back and edit that one i've never <laughs> bleep that out <laughs> De- beep i've never once mispronounced the name of a place i know and it could just be that it was like what a fun opportunity to show you how Silly it's, magic it's, can be well, yeah, and yeah. that magic takes tactic. Like you have sure, to practice but, it. That's but why. But you maybe go to make, maybe make Jenny do that, or somebody who's younger and maybe hasn't gone there as much, or whatever. Isn't it? Know. There's two great know. coincidences that this flu powder scene bring up. Isn't it a fantastic coincidence that he says diagonally, but ends up like one street over from Diagon Alley? Yeah. Two, isn't it a fantastic coincidence that he never saw anybody in the first movie travel by flu powder because he would think they were a demon apparating from hell? Yeah, right. (laughs) This is, and that's that's kind of like I mentioned in the first one. She's world building as she goes along, so it's like, sure, man, we're super lucky nobody did flu powder in the last one. Super lucky nobody's done a Patronus yet. That'd be confusing. Yeah. yeah, we're super lucky as we get later. We're super lucky nobody's apparating here at the beginning, right? And it's tough to do. It would be so. I mean, it would be too much if yeah. we got every part of the world building in one book. No, it definitely mm-hmm. would but be. I get but I get what you're saying. it would be more coherent. And, yeah. and, and in defense of something, I, I agree with you, but in defense, what I would say is the structure of this series is kind of that we're learning as Harry does, and he's uh-huh. new to the world of magic. He's a young kid, and so as he learns about things, we learn about things. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's a sloppy excuse, but I can see where it's coming from. And I think we got, we're contrasting it with Frodo and with Bilbo. Like, sure. We know, like, they don't just, when we get to the elves, decide that elves exist and decide that they have their own language. You know what I mean? Like, that's a part of the DNA of this from the beginning. Right. You know, and it it makes it feel more fully realized. No, I agree. Anyway, that's a really nitpicky dump. Super pump on the Weasley home, though. Yeah. They, super, the, wait, super pump? No, no, no. Sorry, pump? sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, say, Ooh, I find out how much I say super so I know. much. Uh, so we're in Diagon. <laughs> we're in Diagon Alley. We're in the bookstore. 
right? Yeah. yeah. With uh, uh, Books, Lucius Books McGee. What's that? What's that dude's name? You talking about Malfoy? No, the Gilderoy Lockhart. We're in the bookstore with Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah. Kenneth, um, I I love him. I love Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. So much. He's phenomenal. Yeah. And I. He's one of those that I was like, I wish you had had a bigger role in the series. I wish you could have stuck around. For I longer, actually but- like. I love him as Gilderoy Lockhart. I think his talents are actually wasted in a one-shot character. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of give him. Yeah, I guess you're right because it was. I wonder what he could have done. Do we want to try and place him in another? The only person I can think of, and I would never replace this actor either. So it, it's I know what Lupin. You Oh, Lupin. Oh, who are you going to say? I was going to say he could have done evil, and I wouldn't have replaced uh, Isaac either. The guy who played Lucius. Oh, yeah. 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 See, because that's that's my thing is, like, I just think that he is great, but also I think that What's-His-Butt who plays Lupin is great, so that's a tough toss-up for me. Mm -hmm. I just think, I mean, don't get me wrong, Gilderoy Lockhart is a fun, fun character. Right. And is, like, so... Can we say douchey on the show? Oh, oh yeah. yeah so douchey and just hilarious. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah. But um and, and Kenneth, Kenny, my boy K Dog. Kenny Brand. K Bones knocked it out of the park. He does that yeah. for everything. He's yeah, so great. That's true. Um, I one of my favorite scenes was uh when he's like, he gets all my whole collection. Like he just gives him all of those books. Free of charge. And he goes, I'll, we'll sign yes. them for you later. <laughs> yes. What, Free of what charge. Was, we'll sign them for you later was my accidental <laughs> accent just then. I think I think his character somehow through, uh, I was going to just repeat saying like characterization, but he he's also a part of world building to let you know that there's also like seedy wizards. Like there's yeah. people that are and like trying to just get by with yeah, wizard like real goofy yeah. celebrities. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I love how much Mrs. Weasley loves him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What, is, what does Ron say? He says, mom, mom fancies him. And she goes, stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all so good. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, we, we leave that bookstore and- Have that uh, weird encounter with Lucius Malfoy where he threatens a child. Uh, n- not the only time in this movie that he almost murders a kid. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll get there. I mean, he's, he's up there in like some of the worst character, like super bads. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, he's bad boys with Voldemort. He, he definitely yeah. is. I, I think that, can we talk real quick about the end now that we're talking about Lucius a yeah. little bit? We're, we're yeah, jumping around. So uh, Lucius in the hallway when Harry frees Dobby with the sock. Hallway right outside Dumbledore's office, Right outside office, Dumbledore's office. Almost uses the killing curse on Harry. He's like, Ava! And then. And my Dobby. thing is, like, at that point, if you're Harry, aren't you going, oh, hey, I think I figured out who one of the worst people. Hey, Dumbledore. Hey, Dumbledore. Draco's dad tried to kill me right outside your door. And maybe he doesn't know that curse yet. I don't remember if he knows that curse yet. I don't think we've been introduced to the three, like, forbidden curses yet. No, I don't, I don't think, think so either. Have. But at that point, I feel like then they'd go, and this one is a Vatican up. And he goes, you know, I feel like, <laughs> I feel right. like Lucius. He's being like, oh, isn't that what Draco's dad was about to say to me? Can we arrest him, <laughs> Dumbledore, can you do something about that? Yeah. So right. just ridiculous. And it's like, you freed my slave elf? Murder. Yeah. Like, oh, Lucius gosh. is not terribly great at hiding his connections to no, the Dark no, Lord. No, not at all. No, but his son's just like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like father, like son. But Jason Isaacs is... He's very good. One of the better casters. Jason Isaacs? Is that who that is? Uh-huh. Yep. Is that not the guy from uh, Lawless? Am I thinking of the wrong person? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong Jason person. Jason Isaacs has a very significant place in my history. The only time I ever got my mouth washed out with soap is when I was 12 years old watching The Patriot. He played the general that uh-huh. kind of kills 
all of Mel Gibson's boys. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I called him a B, B word. Not that rhymes with witch, but like another B word that rhymes with plastered. You right, know, I was sure. just like, you, you plastered. And my mom was like, what did you say? I was <laughs> weeping, weeping. like From the movie? Peak or of empathy, yeah. yes, because he just killed his youngest. And soap in my mouth. <laughs> Got my mouth washed out with soap because of... Lucius Malfoy. Dang, he really is the That's worst. That's messed up. He's the worst. He's basically killing guys. You, dude. Another thing from this scene in the live or uh, in the bookstore, my wife had me cracking up. Chelsea was like, "I totally." So you know how he has the snake, uh, like the cane uh, thing, the cane yeah. thing yeah. with yeah. the snake. So when yeah. he's like to look at the scar, he uses that snake oh to pull the gosh. hair back. My mom was like, "I totally thought that was tiny hands, like from SNL, Kristen Wiig's character that has like the <laughs> tiny hands, and he's just got this little hand that's like pushing aside." He's like, "Yes, this is it." <laughs> I died. You said your mom said that, dude. Is your wife your mom? Ew! Did I say that? <laughs> I'll edit that. Out. No, don't edit it. <laughs> Carter's wife Wait, is his mom. My mom? Carter's Guys, wife is that's his not mom. the first time I've. I've <laughs> I've called my wife mom on the phone before. Okay, let's talk about this. Which one is worse? Calling your wife your mom or calling your first grade teacher your mom? Wife, for like sure. Your mom, dude. I don't know, dude. You remember how hard you got roasted in first grade and you're like, mom, can I go to the ba- I mean, uh, I never. Is- but did I, you ever have to get in bed at night with that person? So Harry and Ron uh, miss the Hogwarts yep. Express this year. Uh, yeah, that's probably the next Due thing, to right? Dobby's tomfoolery. Uh, thankfully, flying Chitty Chitty Bang Bang car is there once more to save the day and take them all the way to Hogwarts, which begs the question for me, why don't the Weasleys drop, th- like, why aren't they carpooling? Why don't they just drop their kids off at school every year? I think it's probably because it's the same reason every mom, like when they have a high school senior, is like, the most important thing you can do is have the college experience. It's like, you gotta you've got to have, have the experience. That, yes. You've have the Hogwarts experience. It's like taking of like, the bus in first grade yeah, kind you've, of a thing. You've got to buy treats from the trolley and ride the train. And, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. I can get on board with that. I can get on board with that for Plus, sure. Plus, I would kind of rather ride a train than a flying car. Yeah, well, yeah, the car. Uh, so they crash into the Whomping Willow. Yeah. And the Whomping Willow's like, and then smash. Yeah, exactly. And then the boys go to school. Yes. So we're, we're here at school now. We're here at school. I'll go ahead, especially with the car scene. I'm going to pump. So something's happening. Emma Watson is still the best child yes. actor. Rupert Grant is doing He's much better. Yeah, He's right. Good. I'm loving me some Ron now, and it's it's really good, and it's it's like cartoony, but I love it. Yeah. But did Daniel Radcliffe regress? I think, I think he's worse in this movie than he was in the I'm, first one. I'm I'm prepared to do it. Here's my super dump for this movie. Whoa! It's Danny Rad and his Whoa. inability to show any sort of emotion whatsoever. Like this is Fast and Furious one Paul Walker levels of like. Were this you alive while this was filmed? Yeah. Like he he genuinely just has that same kind of like eyes three quarters open look on his face the entire time and is like genuinely his expression, his inflection, nothing ever changes. Yeah. It's like distractingly bad. I, I definitely did not plan to do this so early, but this also is my super dumb. Whoa. Yeah. Is yep. Daniel Radcliffe's acting. And I have I I do have a question for us. So because what happened is I think overall, and I know I've been, whenever I refer to the culture, it's just like Harry Potter fans, like anybody yeah, who yeah. loves this series. So the Harry Potter culture, n- nobody, 
like and and even myself, I, I mean, I'm recognizing that he's a bad actor, but nobody just like completely super dumps on Daniel Radcliffe being Harry Potter. Like I think sure. it would have been diff- weird if someone else was Harry Potter. But so something happened, and what makes Harry Potter different from Frodo and maybe even Bilbo yeah. is how how capable he becomes. Sure, yeah, like he can actually be leading the fight at the end. Yeah, and so. Uh, at some point, now we've we've already said too, he's the guy we're supposed to be able to relate to as the Frodo. Right. But did Daniel Radcliffe's acting, almost like a bittersweet kind of thing, did he make Harry Potter more relatable? Because now we've got kids watching it and they're like, I feel like I could be like, was he so... Definitely as I've gotten older, his performance has gotten less worse. palatable. For like, him. is he, yeah. is he, does he make himself, does he make Harry Potter more of the canvas because of how bad of an actor he is. Probably. I mean, he's definitely a blank slate. He's Paul Walker. Right, he's Paul Walker, but but it's like... I would argue, and I haven't seen him in a while, if memory serves, though, he steps his game back up in Azkaban, if I remember correctly. So it's... As I remember, he never gets great, though. No, and I I don't think that's the purpose of Daniel Radcliffe. I don't think it's to be a great actor. What I'm saying is, like, if he... Because there's some really good young actors now. Sure. Like you, Timothy Chalamet's of the world and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look we, at every kid in Stranger Things. Yeah. Right. So if yeah. we had somebody that was that good of an actor that early, would it have been harder for especially kids watching the movie to, like, does, does Harry Potter become more of like no. a, we lay at your feet, like unattainable greatness? No, I or think that's does a, he, is he like a, <coughs> I don't know. I think that's a misconception. I think that there is, I think it's a bell curve. I think you get to a point where the acting is bad enough that it's distracting and not able to be painted on. But I I think that a better actor would be able to become the character so much that you're not worried about painting yourself on because you're watching Harry. That's what I'm thinking. Like if he, if he is a blank canvas right now, it's an accident. You know what I mean? Like it's not a choice. And I think a great actor would be able to make that conscious choice. Right, And that's the the only reason I brought it up is how unique is it that it was kind of an accident because he's cast at like 10 years old because he looks like Harry Potter. Well, And and I think again, if memory serves, because it has been a while, I think this is the low point of Daniel Radcliffe's performance is Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. I don't think that he ever ever gets to the point of a Snape or a Sirius where it's like they have become that character so much because of their acting. He becomes Harry because he's just Harry. That's just what he is. But it is no longer distracting for me after this movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Yeah. I would say we see three different things. I think Rupert Grint becomes the most book-like of all the characters. Yeah. Yeah. I think Emma Watson kind of made it her own, uh-huh. but still one of the most beloved. And then Harry does this bell curve you sure. talked about. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways. Um, but w- while they're at Hogwarts, uh, the very first couple of weeks, things get spooky. The Real team, spooky. The Chamber of Secrets has been open. <laughs> <laughs> was that your McGonagall? Yeah, it was the great. The Chamber has been opened. That was but, great. Uh, the Chamber. So, I um, pinched my nose. The Chamber of Secrets has been open. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I forgot about the sack of potatoes on her shoulder. When she's, <laughs> They're after me secrets. <laughs> <laughs> They're after me lucky charms. They're after my charms. <laughs> so, <laughs> charm making. Uh, children are being petrified. The pacing gets wonky it in this The pacing of the movie, is huh? abysmal in this. Yeah. This is the longest Big Harry Potter movie and the second shortest book. Yeah, it, it's just, I mean, it is just... One thing after another, after another, after another, and 
kids are getting petrified left and right. And then we're in herbology class. I mentioned Willie Nelson's cat got petrified. Yeah, for yeah. real. Like that was a heartbreaker. Um, I want to talk. <laughs> he totally is just magic like, Willie Nelson. Just, they dedicate two minutes to Filch just being like, you are always on my mind. Dude, they just dedicate. the petrified cat that he's turned into a guitar. You are cat, always on got strings. my mind. Nice. That was good, guys. They... <laughs> They spend a lot of time on a lot of things in this movie, and I'd like to talk about one of those things right now. Do it. Do it. Take me there. This freaking Quidditch game. <laughs> Do you hate Quidditch? No, I really don't. But okay. I hate when the movie's like, and we're moving and we're chicken and we're talking about stuff and 12 minutes of Quidditch. That one, this one wasn't like, as long, was it? It was equally, if not longer. Wow. No way. And, uh, dude, so maybe- Are you counting like maybe the, the training and everything too? Maybe though? the full- Quidditch game, Quidditch match was not longer, but there is one scene in particular that I want to talk about. Oh, go. Spoiler, this is my super dump. Okay, okay take it. But it embodies, my super dump embodies a lot of things about this scene. Do and it. And it is the, not joking, ow, that was my elbow if you heard that at home. <laughs> not joking, the three minute chase scene. That was three minutes. Between Draco and Harry. Wow. Man. Going after the snitch with zero dialogue and nothing cool happening. Yeah. It's just a chase scene. And during the chase scene, my super dump arises. And that is, this might be the most poorly mixed sound of any movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm so glad y'all are on the podcast because that's one of the things that I don't. We're a good team. Yeah. We (laughs) do well. We're a good Deathly Hallows. We do well. (laughs) This, This whole scene... I had my volume on my soundbar. I have a soundbar with a subwoofer. I had it turned down wow, so low so that rich. I could not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to brag. <laughs> but. Uh, Dang, did you got a woofer in that? I mix? had it turned down so low that I could not hear the music in the scene anymore. And yet every time one of these jet planes <laughs> of a broom flew, flew by the screen, my floor was rattling. Really? Yes. It was just, these, these are broomsticks. And it's right. just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time they fly by, and it does that, you know, that like deep noise that movies like to do for everything now that's just like, like where it's just like the the bombs from what movie is it in the, is it Star Wars episode two? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time a broom flew by, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's pretty crazy. What? on earth is happening. So what does the Quidditch scene accomplish for the narrative though? Because obviously we Nothing. put a lot of time and money and effort into this. Right. Nothing happens in this too, So than- with the sound mixing things, I'm glad we talked about it early, but this series won zero Oscars. So there is a way to do that well. Yeah. You know, and, and we talk yeah. about they're competing with Lord of the Rings too. Yeah. And then we'll get to talk about I mean, it might not even have to be brought up because it's not bad. Sure. I think we bring it up because it's bad, but yep. yeah. they're I, not doing some things well I turned enough. compression on on my soundbar. And still, I have never heard a louder discrepancy between the quiet noises of a movie and the soft noises of a movie. It was it yeah. was pretty, or in the in the loud noise to the yeah. point to the point where like I was just riding my volume control for the entirety of the almost thing. as if it was a broom. Was it an immersive experience? It was then? an immersive experience. Quidditch was also a blank canvas. Ah. But but my super dump, and this is a weird conglomeration, but I'm putting it in a pot and I'm stirring it up, and it is the like three minute. Uh, chase scene of the Seekers okay. combined with just how bad the sound was in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of putting things in a pot and stirring it up. Yeah. The Chamber of Secrets has been open. Harry, Ron, and Hermione think that Draco is the heir of Slytherin, so they make some polyjuice potion. So many red herrings. So many Even red herrings. Even after we've seen 
some kind of manifestation of Voldemort, there's still Lucius, Draco, Snape. Yeah. Who's the big bad? Yep. So but we, we kind of know. We got Polyjuice Potion. We go on this undercover mission into the Slytherin dorms. Which they did a good job of that. I like the Polyjuice I transformation. I love the Polyjuice scene. Yeah. I thought the, they did a really good the job The transformation that. and the uh, just the whole scene. But I, I laugh every time I watch this because if you are Crab and Goyle's parents, like the parents of the kids who played these, these kids in this movie. Yeah. Are you not sitting in the theater going, it's my baby's time to shine? And then Daniel Radcliffe's emotionless uh, voice comes out of yeah. your son. Like, are <laughs> like, you not yes. disappointed? I don't remember if he was either Crab or Goyle, but that actor did a better job with expressions yes. yeah. than Daniel Radcliffe. He did so, a better job pretending to be Harry Potter, pretending to be somebody else. So did else? that mean he did not do a good job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, though, huge, huge pump on both of those kids. Yeah, yeah they, they did a great like, job. They, they awesome. crushed it. And... Also, I always laugh at how dumb Draco is in this scene of just like, I told you that yesterday. Like, sh- oh, yeah. you already know that. Harry Potter. There's a point when he laughs at one of the parts and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> did you catch that? No, it's I just like, that. and, and, and I'm not trying to, I, I don't know if anyone's thunder is going to be stolen here, but I have a, a pretty in-depth super pump. Okay. okay and I'm going to okay. go ahead and do it now. Whoa. Something that you signed up for from the beginning when you said, I'm going to get adolescents, 10 and 11 year olds, and we're going to film until they are 18 or 19, is that you're just going to deal with puberty. voices dropping, yeah. puberty. Someone is so tall, but the franchise overall, especially in Chamber of Secrets, something happened in a year. Draco Malfoy's like a foot taller. Yeah. Rupert yeah. Grint is like, blimey. Like, it's just like, <laughs> It's like stuff is all over the place, but not, not a person in the world could say, well, that's not, no, these are kids. Kids grow up. We didn't have details about what happens to them, except when they start like, I like girls, you know, and, and stuff like that. But that's hard. That's hard to deal with. But I don't ever really question it because these are kids. So interesting, and they stuck around. Interesting fact that is tangentially related to that. At the end of the movie, when Harry lifts up his leg to show that he's missing a sock, did you guys read the IMDb trivia on that? No. They made him shave his leg. No for way. That because he had coarse black man leg hair instead <laughs> of amazing fine blonde child right, so leg hair. So those are the things they can control. <laughs> Fun fact: Apparently, Harry Potter and I have the same level of facial hair growth because he's got that nasty little mustache going on. <laughs> oh right. And I also similarly am not a full growth. <laughs> <laughs> got that yeah. nasty Did little you know mustache Dan- going Daniel on. Daniel Radcliffe is five foot five. Like full grown Daniel Radcliffe? Him like now. Final form. Completely buy it. Final form. Completely. Dang. Third evolution. Daniel He's an itty bitty boy. <laughs> He's an itty bitty boy. And so, but those are the kind of things so, to I guess, like, sorry if you're listening and you're. I don't think they like take actors. Short. Like there's no way to predict. It's little. like, yeah. well, we need to meet your family. Yeah. How big are they? <laughs> what do they look like What's now? your bloodline? Right? But. <laughs> I just thought that was so interesting no, and, I, and I super pumped on it. But it, it comes up with like the Malfoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, dude, who are what? you? <laughs> are no. you about to graduate? He's the guy that's like in the dorms <laughs> that had a career and came back and he's just like, I want to live my life. Mal- no. What if Malfoy was an adult student at Hogwarts? Love it. He's <laughs> taking night classes. Yeah. Yeah. That's home. Crab and Goyle though. Goes probably. home and plays with his kids. So uh, after the Polyjuice Potion scene, we go back to... Hermione turns into a cat. So, Let's just go... No, yeah. I, we're going to hang out there for a second. Is Ron a furry? Yeah, totally. Absolutely, because we're going to find out some creepy <sighs> things about scabbers in <laughs> next episode. Is Ron a furry? I'm just going to throw that out there and let that... Because she has a little bit of the girl's hair and it had cat hair on it too, right? Sure, That's why yeah. it happens in the yeah. polyjuice. I'm just going to yeah. let that sort of hang in the balance of what we're talking about. And then we'll move on right yeah, let's from just that. just jump so straight it. off that to another thing. <laughs> do you want to talk about Myrtle at all? I do want to talk about Myrtle. Do you know how old... 
You, we were going to say the same Whoa, thing. Oh, God. I don't know. You're not old. That act. I'll give Let it me to guess. you, Doge. I want to guess. Can I guess? I, yeah. She's the oldest actress to play a Hogwarts student, right? Yes. Yeah. How old? Oh, I, oh yes. 31. Higher? Higher 36. than 36. 38. 38? I believe it was 38. What did you have? I, I had to do the math. I thought it was 33, but I was wearing my contacts and not my glasses. <laughs> so it very well could have Still, been an eight. Holy moly. I, you know what? I think it's somewhere between, because today, that person is 52, I think. Whoa. Right? Isn't that crazy? So, so 16 years ago, 52, 36. 36. So here's the thing with Moaning Myrtle. Uh, let me finish the statement. I hate her, but, which is why I love yes, her so much. Yeah. Same. Be, like, she, because of the fact that she is supposed to be obnoxious and annoying and whiny and just the worst. Yeah. That is why I love her because she nails it. Because yeah. like every time she opens her mouth, pump, I'm just like, ugh, get out of my face. Yeah. You're so terrible. Yes. And that is also what Harry and Ron and Hermione yeah. are feeling. I, she really I, makes Dan Radcliffe look horrible though. Like when they're in a scene together because yeah. she's crushing it and then yeah. he's just making his dumb Dan Radcliffe face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> it's like 12 in this movie. Hey, I don't bad. care. He's old now. He can fight me if he wants. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, you're going to win Radcliffe that fight. <laughs> if you five, even five, find dude. him. I was about to say. I'll just, just, the just tall, give him a nickel. Hold his forehead back. <laughs> but then he's like, no, let's take it to the tall grass. And you're like, I can't find him. <laughs> and you just <laughs> like the Have a girl. But uh, it was almost my super pump that uh, for the casting yeah. because they've continued to because a lot of the times what you'll see with a successful series is they're bringing in people just because it's 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 a bigger name yeah and they're just gonna play this character to be a part of this and sure. write and piggyback off of it they'll sell tickets but they've we've already mentioned four uh, actors that they've added that we love that we yeah we hadn't kind of nobody yeah. Um, can we can we jump ahead real quick? Please. I don't know if we have any other reason to talk about it other than I want to stop there for a few seconds. Yeah. And it is the um, defense against the dark arts showdown on the table. Oh, when Harry finds when Harry, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So it's with it's uh, my super pump lies here. Okay, ah. and I'd like to dig it up. And it is Snape versus Lockhart. Yeah. You like that a lot. So much fun. It was fun. You get to see who I would say are almost the. Polar opposites. Gilderoy Lockhart, this golden boy who is actually like terrible underneath, dishonest and a bad wizard. And then you see the mean, scary guy who's actually like such a good person and this incredible wizard. And it's like these two opposing opposite forces fighting for nothing, but ultimately kind of fighting for the affections of these students and Snape gets yeah. to expose Lockhart and yeah. earn some bonus points and show off what he does. But specifically, I want to talk about Alan Rickman in this scene. Yes. Yep. And it is the one to the face, drop it down, spin cloak move, hair flip move that he does to walk back. In that moment, that is for me when I first start to go, Snape is the man. Yeah, there, there's in particularly about Alan Rickman's performance. There's that moment whenever he he like kind of bows up to Lockhart and he's like, "Should we not teach them first how to defend against spells for the benefit of the students?" Yeah. And then he gives that quick little like half smile and it's uh -huh. like, "That is amazing!" Like so, that's a beautiful piece of acting. My super pump is the entirety of that long table duel scene, like both sets of duels. But mm -hmm. if I had to zone it in specifically, it's Alan Rickman in that scene. Flawless. Can I do Love it? Can I do an in content shout out? Yeah. Really yeah. quick. Yeah. So I got to watch this movie 
um, with dear friends of ours. Chelsea and I watched it with the Kellys, Vince and Mariah. Yeah. Mar- they're both uh, Harry Potter heads. Mariah, very much so. Yeah. Like if Luna Lovegood was a person, and we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to meet Luna soon. Yeah. It's it's Mariah. Sure. But she was just so full of a lot of great details about things, and I was talking about how you know I super pumped Alan Rickman for the first movie and went ahead and got out of the way because I could do that for every single sure. one. Yeah. Did you know that J.K. Rowling, as she created the character of Snape, had Alan Rickman in mind? No, no way. She had Alan Rickman in mind as she's writing it and approached him herself. What? And was like, we're doing the movies. Please, can you please be what? this? You're the guy. And she basically fangirled and was like, Alan, wow. can you please do this for us? And he was like, absolutely. What? So absolutely. it makes- She was just a big Hans Gruber fan. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yeah. That it's him down to, like, there was no makeup added. I mean, it was yeah, like, it was just, this just is your nose. Yeah. This is... Yeah. No, so, that's awesome. I had so, no idea. I can totally see that. Though. Oh, we yeah. Say, would awesome. we say best actor in the series? Easily. You need to be careful. I mean, your favorite actors. You need to be careful movie. with what you're I'm saying. I'm just trying to put it up there. Uh, certainly one of the best. Okay. I mean, in terms for his character. Yeah. I know, I know. Certainly I know. one yeah. of the best. It'll, yeah. <laughs> it'll happen. So, Hermione gets petrified. And that was tough to watch every time it is. Did you know that for the petrified students, they use life-sized models? I wanted really that's not an effect. That's like a life-size, like wax. They model look great. It looks kids. really good. So yeah. that was yeah. cool. Where do they, do you know where they keep those now? Is that like at a Tussauds or something? I have no idea. Oh, that would be cool to know. Yeah. We should buy one for the show. <laughs> Rupert oh. Grit has it in his house. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the cat one. Yes. It's the cat one. <laughs> so Hermione gets petrified, which sucks because she's the best actor out of the three of them. <laughs> Yeah, we, we lost Hermione, but Hermione still kicked butt without even having to be there. So yeah. we'll so get to that. That's kind of where I want to land is that Ron and Harry kind of don't can't do anything themselves. Yeah, they sort of bumble through the last they, act of this they movie. They magoo their way into a final confrontation with the basilisk. Oh, yeah. before we get there real quick, sorry, can we talk about Hagrid's hut and the spiders just real briefly? Oh, yeah. Um, I almost super pumped on uh, Dumbledore knowing that Harry and Ron are in the room and sort of giving them the yes. the key. But the thing that kept it from being my super pump is the fact that in that scene, somebody in that room had to have gone, you guys are talking to somebody else that's hiding in this room, right? Yeah. Like, you're Especially being very specific Hagrid's. with your word. Yeah. Follow the spiders. <laughs> Hagrid's like, mm, if I had to have any last words, it would be if somebody were in here, and I'm not saying that there are, <laughs> but if somebody, like, yeah. okay, somebody's in here. Um, but then we go to the spiders. Good Lord. I hate I thought this that was gonna entire be scene. It almost was, except the fact is, it's not a bad scene. Yeah, I just hate it because I hate spiders Me so, too. so, so much. Me too. Uh, creepier spider, Shelob. Shelob. all day, times. bro. I couldn't even. I could hardly watch that. And I love Lord of the Rings. I was yeah. like, I cannot. I don't know if I can yeah. watch. Aragog is f- deeply frightening, but yeah. also deeply Muppet. Yeah. Yeah. Which Did I, you know that's Grandmaster Pysel from? No, no way. Game of Thrones. He was also the general, one of the general that gets choked out in Star Wars. So he's he's another one of these random Just guys we don't think place. of that's in yeah, all yeah. these epic British series. British character actor. Yep. Exactly. But um, yeah, Aragog is, is, I hate it. Something about the fact that it speaks makes it less frightening to me. Right. Close yeah. up of the eyes did not help Didn't me. love that. I didn't love how hairy it was, but Shelob is a monster. I hate, so, we'll get there, but yeah. Allow me to give a, are we done with the spiders? Because I would like to give a transitional super pump. Oh, Do it. The, thing, the reason I brought up the spiders. In a little bit. The car saves them again. Yeah. That's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. No, and thanks. it's a dump from me. Bang, bang, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Yeah. We oh, love you. Oh, uh, you. Uh, 
So my transitional super pump is this. The creature design in this movie is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Fox. So the basilisk, Fox the Phoenix. Did you know that Fox the Phoenix is an animatronic? And yes. The you actor could. who plays Dumbledore thought it was a real bird when he really? was on set with That's it. That's cool. He was like, what kind of bird is this? This is amazing. And they're like, it's a robot. That's, That's awesome. cool. Uh, and the design for Aragog, like everything is so great in this. And I love the way that we blend Practical effects and CG. Yeah. So the basilisk really, really holds up because all of the close-up money shots of it, it's a big puppet. Yeah. And it yeah. looks incredible. Yeah, and it and it was deeply disturbing to me when it's following through the tunnels. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did a great job of that. I certainly. hate that. So but I love it. So Tom Riddle, I am Lord Voldemort. We <sighs> Essentially, this is Voldemort's plan to come back to life. The Basilisk again. Love the idea of Tom Riddle. Super on board with the concept of Horcruxes. Love that we're introduced to one before we really know anything more. Right. Think that's great. Tom Riddle, Tom Marvolo Riddle rearranging into I am Lord Voldemort is goofy. It's Can we, we, might have, that? we might have a funny bit at the end if we want to use that and come up with our own. Okay. Like of what if it? What if he did all of that and it became this? But you okay. have to use every letter. <laughs> so, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll tell you. So twenty-nine-year-old Carter yep. was like, but twelve-year-old Carter when I read Gasp. it, Gasp. that's true, bro. This Gasp. was like Bruce Willis at the end of yeah. Sixth Sense. What I happens there? Like, um, I'm confused. It, it turns out that he uh, is a cop. No he, way! He, does he stop die the hard. Asteroid from yeah, he the dies hard. Yeah. yeah. Can I go back? And I, I used it as my intro. Don't you chunk on it, Hermione? But like, there's so much big old heart to to Hagrid. In oh this yeah, one. probably but literally. With and then also Emma Stone getting me teary eyed because hey, she it's cried. Emma Watson. It's Emma Watson. Uh, no, that <laughs> for that section. So you know how they use they use Kira Knightley for a little bit yeah, as Padme. Yeah. Same thing. I can't believe no y'all didn't. Way. I'm thinking like Philosopher's Stone, Emma for Watson, our across Harry Potter, and the Emma Stone. Harry Potter and the Emma Stone. And the Emma Stone for our friends across Sorry, the pond, right? Emma Watson. But yeah, they're seen together is like, it's okay. Because now we have another layer of like, yeah. there's also, uh, what do you call it? Like in society, even in the wizarding like a caste world. system kind of yeah, thing? There's yeah, there's kind yeah. of a lesser than. So yeah. that's, that's an interesting thing. Like, I don't know that we need to spend a lot of time talking about how Harry defeats the basilisk. Um, he except he's the has he never seen a sword before? I don't know. I mean, it's Daniel Radcliffe, so there's a great chance so. that he's just the way never that he swings this sword is just like the letter like he, opener. He I'm not going to call like, it anything but the letter opener. Like it's it was Godric a house elf? Like why is this so tiny? That's a great question. And also, so Fox comes in and wink cries his tear out to save Harry all this stuff we find out it was Ginny by the way yeah doing all the stuff but she was possessed so no big deal she won't get in trouble right but I just wanted to say that Callie and I were cracking up thinking about Fox landing and then just being like ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> just crying <laughs> like the worst bird noise of all time oh or my gosh Carter's bird noise or Carter's <laughs> exactly <laughs> um can uh, and I know we're all over the place right now, but having Fox come save the day, so having a bird-like creature come save the day feels so Hobbit and Lord of the Rings with the yep. eagles. 
do I wish there was a way because J.K. Rowling, I, I looked this up. She doesn't really credit it to anything except for a culmination of everything of like what her influences are. Yeah, but even and we talked about the Dobby Smeagol thing before too. But there's literally a line where Dobby says Dobby is free. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Did did you? And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hound her for that because she's done it in a creative different way. But did I mean is that Smeagol is free? Like is that the are you using? Yeah. I wonder how much of it is just carbon copy influence. Yeah. No, that's that's, that's great. That's, that's a great point. The I think one of the last points because we're about to have to move into rating. Sorry. One of the last points that I would love to talk about is I think that this movie is the weirdest split of better than the first one. Yeah. But it's so much of the same that that might make it worse than right. the first one. Yeah. I think we get more important information in this than the first one. Like as far as just like pertinent to the story as a whole. Yeah. But I think basically this story, like whole meta narrative or the yes, story of meta narrative. Secrets? Okay. Meta narrative. Yeah. We get more stuff with Riddle and the Horcrux and the so like we get stuff yeah. that matters later more frequently in this than maybe in the first one. But ultimately, and I had this problem with the book when I was reading them for the first time too. Chamber of Secrets is just copy paste, replace these words with these it's words. Philosopher's of, Stone yeah. Mad Libs. Yeah, it really is. So yeah. is there a way then I mean, do you do you guys think there's a way to make this the first Harry Potter story? And like, because my sense that I've always gotten is like, okay, year two is when kind of like the real final confrontation with Voldemort begins. I personally think that if this had just included the beginning stuff and then showed up and then we tie in the snake from the zoo with he's a parcel mouth and there's yeah. a big snake in the school and our first intro to Voldemort is not... On the back of on a On the back of head. a head, but instead is, here's young Voldemort and who he is, and we, and then the reveal of Voldemort. Oh, that's that name we've been saying all of this time, so, which I'm not, I don't want to say that I could write Harry Potter better than JK. Like, that is not true at all. Just, it feels like maybe a conglomeration could have been there is some There is some bouncing around, for well, sure. Well, there is, and so you guys probably know this, the, the movie was optioned to Steven Spielberg before Chris Columbus, is his real name, yeah. took yeah. over this movie. Uh, took over the the first few movies. Yeah, and he, he landed and uh, some it, other people already exactly. had it and uh, he so stole it from them. By Spielberg murder. wanted to combine the first two stories into one movie and he wanted to make it animated. Disagree oh, with the animated, but I think combining these two stories, like it, it definitely works yeah. as books. Like if you're reading them when they come out and you're like, oh my gosh, this new Harry Potter thing is awesome. And then the next one comes out and you're like, wow, it's the same thing again, but even better and even more different. Then it totally works. But I think if you're trying to like if we're trying to watch it and get a sense of the entire meta narrative, it doesn't yeah. start in Harry Potter one. It starts in Chamber of, Chamber Secrets. of Secrets. Yeah, that's I true. Agree. There are some little things that I was thinking about. There, there's some character progression and development a little bit that might be weirder if you change the story yeah. setting because we don't get that big hearts like the scenes with Hagrid and Hermione. That doesn't make sense if they've only. But I mean, each it's other. like why couldn't we place it in the other one? Yeah. But do you feel like? We're just going to go ahead and chalk it up to Alan, Alan Rickman being an expert on, on Severus Snape. Do you feel like we start to see him, maybe we're not thinking he's a, as bad of a guy as we think he is in this movie? Yeah, I think like, so. Like, was there a little bit more of, I think so. of some empathy? Yeah, yeah. I, and I think it comes from him stepping up to protect the students yeah. in a way. I'll be interested to watch that all the way up until the conclusion Yeah, to see how much it progresses. But Yeah. Is there anything else to talk about in this one? Because um, I mean, there's definitely more stuff. Like, we I was going to say, Lucius almost kills a child. I had a a big pump on uh, Dumbledore's office. This was the first time we saw yes, his office. I love his office. Oh yeah, and they did. Oh my gosh, they did such exactly a good job like I imagined it. it yes, when I read it. same. Yeah. Also, I want to I want to say by the way, the ending of this movie is so weird and is a huge dump for me. <laughs> really, like the very end. 
Where everyone loves Hagrid? Yes. Everyone Hagrid there, claps walks Hagrid. in and then they clap. He didn't do anything. He just did not do something. So yeah. why are they clapping? And also they clap for so long. Yeah, the, the soundtrack's never been more epic than right there. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it gets, it's really full and... This is one of those things, I think we talked about this last episode about Harry Potter. We have trouble ending our Harry Potter movies yeah. because the moment of celebration at the yeah. end of the first one is Gryffindor wins the house cup and it's not evil has been defeated. Yeah. And like in this one, it's Hagrid came back from prison, not no students are getting killed anymore by this <laughs> big mean snake. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I I would, I dumped on it too. Yeah, so weird. Even though it had my heart. I agree that Professor McGonagall in her night clothes looks like a witch from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Yep. 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 If she had the little, if she had the ribbon strap that went under the chin from the hat, that would she do it. She basically does. Yeah, that's true. Uh, is it time? It's time to rate the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have perfected the movie rating system. Yep. It's called the Scientific Cinema Scale and Science is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. (laughs) (laughs) The next best thing we can say about a movie is to buy it. After that, the next thing we can say about a movie is to rent it, followed by stream it. After that, it's going to be forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we can ever say about a movie. God has forsaken (laughs) us. us. Okay, uh, McGonagall, why don't you go first? <laughs> uh, I want to give this movie a strigity riggity stream it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> strigity riggity God has forsaken us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I have genuine, and like, here's the deal. Love Harry Potter. Obviously, big fan of everything that H-Dog is doing over here. Um, <laughs> My boy. I have, oh, out. I have not been less interested in a movie I'm watching for the podcast since we watched the first Fast and Furious. Wow. It was a chore to sit down and watch this because it's so long and so boring and Daniel Radcliffe is so wooden. <laughs> Um, I'm going to jump in and right next because my answer is basically verbatim your answer. <laughs> Easy stream it, no hesitation. Uh, it took me two nights to watch this movie, not just because of soundbar issues, but because I got halfway through the first night and said, I literally cannot watch another second I of watched this. it in five 30-minute chunks. I was like, I've got to take a break from this. But the, the thing is, is that it's not that I hate it. It's not a bad movie. It is just, it's a slog. It really is. Yeah, yeah this movie did make less money. About yeah. like a hundred... $100 million dollars less. It's, it's a stream it and not a forget it for me because it is necessary for the flow of the story and it, yeah. it is pivotal to enjoying the following five movies. Yeah, and I, I will rent Six. it because one of the main things that we needed for this one is why I'm renting is we did need to see some progress somewhere. Yeah. And I think yeah. we got enough of it in this one um, in terms of like the effects are better. Um, some actors are starting to come into their own and make things better. We're adding new ingredients. And so I think they're still snowballing ahead and, and, and getting a lot of momentum. So I rent. Yeah. Cool. So before we let you go, we do have some shout outs that we want to do. We want to thank Colton Kingston and Jordan Green for sending in pumps and dumps. Uh, Colton's pump is the creature design in this movie. So they could have made Agreed. the creature CG, but instead the production team opted to use a series of different methods. Same. To give these creatures a realistic appearance and movement. Uh, Colton's Dump, I genuinely have not read this before. I might be in the minority on this one, but I don't find Dan Radcliffe's acting to be good in this Oh, movie. you oh, are nice. not good, sir. Colton, great opinions about this three movie. Because it agrees, agrees with us. <laughs> uh, Jordan Green's Super Pump 
is Lucius Malfoy. Jason Isaacs embodies the character so well, he oozes sinister charm every time oh, he's on screen. Good I saw word. that. Glistening. Super dump. This is all caps. How many dang ex machinas can you fit into one movie? Good grief. <laughs> no, that's great. I that's think we agree point. with that yeah. one. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Ephraim. So Ephraim gave us a shout out that we missed a little bit. So we shouted him out and then Ephraim shouted us out. It was kind of a shoutception. I had never been a part of one of those before and that was a great thing to do. People but Ephraim has been a, a consistent supporter uh, and shout out to you, man. Yeah, thanks. Join hands. Start be done. A, you gotta be done. <laughs> the shout train. So we also want to give a shout out to Steve Castaneda for sending us a message on Instagram talking a little bit about the movie. Uh, thank you so much, Steve. We love you. You'll always, always, always be the dirty dog. Dirtiest of dogs. And also we want to give a big old shout out to David Blees. Can't figure out why that name sounds familiar. It's that dude who's like, he's obsessed with us. Oh, man. yeah. Why are you so obsessed? The one I said, I will never record with. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, David, for shouting us out on Instagram. We love you. I miss you. Please come back. Please as, come back. As always, or as, well, consistently, shout out to Waxbase. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. We're, we're using their recording studio again. It's really starting to feel like home. Yeah. Um, not just because it looks like a tiny home. And not just because we all have our pants off. Yes, but yeah. because it is just homey. Yeah, it's a it really is. good space. Uh, we thank you guys for this. If you if you ever needed to use a community workspace, you are welcome to come and see what they have to offer. Yeah. Uh, if you want a shout out on the show, you can interact with us on social media. We're everywhere. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our Twitter has been popping this week because Carter Willis is behind the wheel. Hey, Took it over. And nice. it's great. So give us a follow over there. But uh, yeah, interact with us anywhere on there and we'll shout you out. We'll say your name here. Interact with us kind of in any way at all. Exactly. Would, would pretty much do it. For a shout out, which is why there's oh, 30 of them this week. Yeah. As always, the number one thing that you can do to help our show is to rate and review us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Mail, wherever you get your podcasts. Mail? That is the <laughs> best thing you can do to help us grow and to spread the word about yeah. <laughs> what? Carter, what? You know what? You know, and actually, guys, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm glad you can't see me right now. I am I am flushed like an angry or in love Weasley right now. He's shaking with rage. My neck is red. Smoke I, is out of your ears. I, actually, one of the best things you can do is subscribe. Like, why yeah. are you not? <sighs> hey, I kind of, part of me wishes that when the basilisk comes, if you have not subscribed, your eyes are open. Oh, Ooh, Carter. No. That's too much. Carter. No, Carter. I am so... It's so easy. All you have to do is go in there and click this button instead of that button. And now you've downloaded everything and it makes your good friends who give you free content look better. Why are you not subscribed? That's a great, that's, that's a great a point, point. But I hope at violence. nine and three quarters, you, I hope Carter. your owl falls on, falls on its nose Carter, because no. the wall has not closed you out. Carter, this is, you've gone too far. Just subscribe. Carter, you've gone too far. I'm sorry, guys. But subscribe. But subscribe for real. Yeah. yeah, please. So anyway, I think that's going to do it for us this week here at Two Chunks and a Hunk. How are we wrapping up this episode? I think the only thing that we can do to end this episode is to give our best fox squawks. <laughs> so, uh, Carter, I can guess what yours is going to sound like, so why don't you kick it off? Yes. Meow! <laughs> <laughs> what if <laughs> you look and Fox has this 
huge hair <laughs> and like this leather on. <laughs> hair <Hair-ray-o! laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> just echoing through the tunnels underneath the Hogwarts. <laughs> That's just Fox. The <laughs> uh, One metal enough, man. Okay. It's Fox's right. metal. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Whoa! Whoa!